Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that runs the bases of history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're celebrating the career highlight of Henry Hank Aaron, one of the great home run kings of baseball and a shining example of grace under pressure. The day was April 8th, 1974. Hank Aaron of the Atlanta Braves hit his 715th career home run, surpassing Babe Ruth for the top spot on baseball's all-time list. More than 53,000 fans gathered in the Atlanta stadium that night, expecting and hoping that home run history would be made. The big moment arrived during the fourth inning, when Hank Aaron sent a pitch from the L.A. Dodgers' Al Downing clear over the outfield wall. The stadium erupted in cheers, but it was a somewhat bittersweet moment for Aaron and those close to him. As an African-American athlete chasing the record of a beloved white icon of the game, Aaron became the target of racist hate mail and even death threats during his bid for the record. About a year earlier, Henry Hank Aaron entered the 1973 season with 673 home runs to his name. 
That meant he would need 41 more to tie Babe Ruth's record by the end of the season. A tall order for any player, but especially for one who was pushing 40, like Aaron. In fact, at the time, the record for the most home runs during a season hit by a player 39 years or older was 30, 11 runs less than what Aaron hoped to hit in his 39th year. But as you've likely guessed, Aaron did far better than that. After playing just 120 games that season, Aaron racked up an impressive 40 home runs, leaving him just one short of tying Ruth's record. Unfortunately, Aaron's 40th run came during his last time at bat that season, which meant that he would have to wait a full six months before he'd have the chance to hit number 714. Finally, on opening day in Cincinnati on April 4, 1974, Aaron officially tied the all-time record for home runs. Aaron had several more chances to hit home run number 715, but for whatever reason it didn't happen at any of the Braves' away games in Cincinnati. His next chance would be at the fourth game of the season, the first one to be played in the team's hometown of Atlanta. Expectations were high that Aaron would break the record that evening, so a massive celebration was planned to mark the occasion. An American flag in the shape of the U.S. was painted on the grass in center field, and Pearl Bailey was on hand to sing the national anthem. There was also a team of dancers, two bands, and several thousand balloons, just in case. Sammy Davis Jr. attended the game, as did the mayor of Atlanta and Georgia governor and future president Jimmy Carter. Sixty-three police officers were on duty at the stadium that day, about four times the amount stationed at most opening days in Atlanta. The stronger police presence was partly in response to that high-profile guest list, but it was also a precaution in case an attack was made on Hank Aaron. The closer he came to breaking Ruth's record, the more mail he received. In fact, Aaron got so many letters that year, the U.S. Post Office gave him a plaque recognizing him as the recipient of more mail than any other private citizen in the country. Most of that mail was from fans, but a disturbing amount was from white supremacists who didn't like the idea of Aaron dethroning the great Bambino. The letters that made threats on Aaron's life, some of which included diagrams, were forwarded directly to the FBI. The team did its best to keep the worst examples out of Aaron's view, but eventually, even his daughter began receiving death threats at college. Aaron commented on the vicious letters in 1973, telling the New York Daily News, quote, If I were a white man, all America would be proud of me, but I'm black. You have to be black in America to know how sick some people are. I've always thought racism a problem, even with as much progress as America has made. Because of the dangerous atmosphere, Aaron chose to stay in a different hotel from his teammates the night before his record-setting game. He was also escorted everywhere he went by Calvin Wardlaw, an off-duty cop who served as the player's personal bodyguard. On the night of April 8th, Wardlaw was in the stands, keeping an eye on Aaron with a 38 pistol stashed in his binocular case. Aaron's first turn at bat that night came in the bottom of the second, but it didn't deliver the home run that all his fans were waiting for. 
Instead, Al Downing walked Aaron on five pitches, and though he managed to score on a double hit by teammate Dusty Baker, the Braves went into the third inning trailing L.A. 3-1. That was still the score when Aaron came to the plate again in the bottom of the fourth. Downing threw low on the first pitch for ball one, and on his second, he decided to throw a fastball. It was a risky move, because as fellow pitcher Kurt Simmons once said, quote, trying to throw a fastball by Henry Aaron is like trying to sneak a sunrise past a rooster. Sure enough, the ball didn't get past Aaron. He hit it dead on, sending it flying to the 385-foot marker in left center field. It was home run number 715 for Hank Aaron, and the end of a 47-year record for Babe Ruth. Of course, hearing me recount the hit can't compare to seeing or hearing it for yourself, so here's the next best thing. Braves announcer Milo Hamilton making the call for Aaron's historic home run. Sitting on 714. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 715. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. The fireworks are going. Henry Aaron is coming around third. His teammates are at home plate. And listen to this crowd. This sellout crowd is cheering Henry Aaron, the home run king of all time. 7-15. As you heard, the home crowd was on its feet as Aaron started rounding the bases. But two 17-year-old fans decided to go a step further. They leapt onto the field and began running in Aaron's direction as fast as they could. Calvin Wardlaw watched the scene from the stands, his pistol at the ready, unsure if he should make a move. Thankfully for everyone involved, Wardlaw kept his cool, and it soon became clear that the boys were firmly on Aaron's side. They patted him on the back and offered some quick congratulations before darting off to avoid stadium security, who eventually did catch up with them. The incident, though tense and certainly ill-advised, was a welcome reminder that those who hated Hank Aaron were very much the exception and not the rule. With fireworks going off overhead and the crowd cheering all around them, Aaron met his teammates at home plate and was quickly joined there by his parents and by his bodyguard. Of course, it was only the fourth inning, so the game eventually continued, with the Braves going on to claim a 7-4 victory over the L.A. Dodgers. When the game was finished, Aaron described the sense of peace he felt after hitting number 715. He said, quote, I just thank God it's all over. I feel I can relax now. I feel my teammates can relax. I feel I can have a great season. And you know, even if it wasn't his best, Aaron still hit 20 home runs in the 74 season. And between 1975 and his retirement in 1976, he added another 22 to his total. By the end of his career, Hank Aaron had amassed 755 home runs, 41 more than the previous record. Also, while home runs were his specialty, he was nicknamed Hammer and Hank for a reason, Aaron didn't stop making history once he hung up his cleats. Instead, he went on to rejoin the Atlanta Braves as an executive, 
and later became the team's vice president and director of player development. This made him one of the first African Americans to reach the upper management level of Major League Baseball. His achievements on the field weren't forgotten either. Aaron was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1982, the first year he was eligible for the honor. He kept close ties to the game he loved for the rest of his life, and Hank Aaron passed away peacefully in his sleep on January 22, 2021, at the age of 86. As for that hard-fought home run record, it's actually been topped a few times now. The first was in 2007, when Barry Bonds hit his 756th career home run. That event became mired in controversy when Bonds later admitted to using steroids. But that's a story for another day. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed the show and want to learn even more about today's topic, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also write to the show directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.